everyone. Welcome to the Student Spin Podcast. Today is March the 10th, 2021. I would like to remind everybody that any opinions expressed here are not necessarily those of our sister production, The Six Mile Post. I am Austin Williams, and I am joined by my great co-host, Kimberly. How are you doing today? I am doing good. All right, guys. Well, glad to be back. Glad to bring you some more news. So I want to start off with Kimberly. What do you got for us? All right, so we're going to start off with some school news. On Thursday, March 25th, we have an implicit bias workshop via Zoom. It'll be at 11.30 a.m. There's also a BBA snack and chat from 4 to 5. This will be at the Cartersville Student Center. So if you'd like to attend that, make sure to put that on your calendar. Monday, March 29th, via Zoom, is a mental health checkup. Friday, April 2nd, from 11 to 12 p.m., as well as for, uh, April 16th from 11 to 12 is the Student Government Association or SGA meeting via Zoom. April 16th is the deadline for the virtual speech competition. If you would like to apply for the GHC Summer Scholarship, the application is still up. The deadline is March 31st. The qualifications for this are to have your 2021 FAFSA app application on file with all verifications and requirements complete, be a Georgia resident, U.S. citizen, or the equivalent cumulative GPA of 2.0 or above, and you can go to the link that's on your D2L page to apply for that. Um, Spring break is Monday, April 5th through Sunday, April 11th, and fall registration starts Monday, April 12th. There is also on April 14th from 12 to 1 p.m. an entrepreneur speaker series featuring Jay Carter, who has created and written TV shows, stage plays, and films. As for other things going on with clubs and such, we have the Baptist Student Union meeting every Wednesday at 12 p.m. in the Solarium on the Floyd campus. Brother to Brother virtual meetings every Wednesday at 2 and every Thursday at 3.30 p.m. You can email Evan Snelling at E-S-N-E-L-L-I-N at highlands.edu for more information. The Psychology Club meets Thursday, March 25th. They will have a virtual meeting with a guest speaker, Tatiana Miller. She's a licensed clinical social worker speaking on grad school clinical cases and education psychology. All right, and on to local news. So in local news, I'm sure everybody has heard that there have been some mass shootings in the last week. We've actually had seven mass shootings in seven days. Um, Tuesday, March 16th, according to CNN.com, an article in CNN.com, in Atlanta, Georgia, eight people were killed um, when a white gunman stormed three spas. Wednesday, March 17th, in Stockton, California, five people who were preparing a vigil in Stockton were shot in a drive-by shooting. Thursday, March 18th, in Gresham, Oregon, four victims were taken to the hospital after a shooting in the city of East Portland. Saturday, March 20th, in Houston, Texas, five people were shot after a disturbance inside a club. One was in critical condition after being shot in the neck, and the rest were in stable condition. Saturday, March 20th, in Dallas, Texas, eight people were shot by an unknown assailant, one of whom died. Saturday, March 20th, in Philadelphia, one person was killed and another five were injured during a shooting at an illegal party. There were at least 150 people in there that fled and believed they had to flee for their lives, Philadelphia Police Commissioner Danielle Outlaw said. Monday, March 22nd, in Boulder, Colorado, 10 people, including a Boulder police officer, were killed in a shooting at the King Super Supermarket, according to police. 
It's unclear how this number of mass shootings compares to an average week in the U.S. Now, while we're hearing a lot about these mass shootings, a lot of people there, it brings up, again, gun safety and the debate. In my personal opinion, we are focused on the wrong thing. Because if somebody wants a gun, they're going to get a gun. If somebody wants a knife, they're going to get a knife. If they intend to do you harm, they are going to find a way to do it. And there have been mass stabbings as well as mass shootings. Um, So I think the weapon is irrelevant. I think the problem is the state of mental health. And I think we are addressing the wrong issue. The biggest thing I could really see, like, them doing is like just more mental background checks. Yes. Like if they've been put in like an institution or like they've had like a, Oh, like even if they like go back to their records in like high school or like, see if they got kicked out of a certain job or like stuff like that, stuff like that. If yeah, if there's a, if a criminal background, just if you have a bad history, like the problem there is you're talking about people, when you talk about mental health, you're talking about um, healthcare and HIPAA violations. And so yeah. that's, to me, it's where you run into a problem um, yeah. of violating people's people's rights there, and so it, it's a it's a slippery slope and a fine line, and I understand that. But the problem to me is not the weapon. Again, yeah. not the weapon. The weapon is useless if it's in the hands of somebody that's in, you know stable. The point is that we are letting people with mental health issues, instead of addressing the mental health issues, we are addressing a gun safety issue, so. Yeah, I don't think America will ever like put out where like you won't be able to own a certain type of weapon. I just don't think that'll ever happen because of like what the country is. I mean, I'm a gun advocate. I have two rifles in my house. I own two guns. I own a handgun, stuff like that. And it is tricky because, you know, the more I see this stuff, the more afraid I am even to go out. Like it, it was crazy when I was in high school. Like I was afraid to go to school sometimes. I didn't go to school one time because there was a gun threat. And like right after a, a gun, like a school shooting happened. And um, it's a real thing. It's scary when like when it's when it happens. Like I went to we went to the grocery store. Me and my girlfriend went to the grocery store the day it happened in Colorado. And it's just like that could have been us. That could like it could happen anywhere. So I don't know what's going to happen. I don't think gun control is ever going to get to where probably the Democrats think it could be to where like where they're going to ban like AR-15 stuff like that. Yeah. Because I feel like the NRA Republicans have way too much power when it comes to that. And the people of America probably would. I I own a gun as well. And my kids have grown up around guns. Um, They've grown up with gun safety as a thing that we follow. You know, you don't. You don't ever keep the bullets and the gun in the same place. We make sure that those are separate. It's locked up, that kind of thing. But, um, but yeah, I just, I don't think the gun is the problem again, but. um, I think, I think the more I've seen, I feel like it's a little bit of both, but like I said, I don't think anybody will ever, there there will never be that much change ever. So like, I don't feel like there's much room for talking about it because they're, in my opinion, there never will be a change when it comes to that. I think they talk it to death. Yeah. They they talk the issue to death. yell at each it's other issue that can be talked about for and both both sides will tell you how they're right and how the other person person's wrong like in a way they're both right like there are like i don't think people should be able to buy 100 round magazines but it, it, it is what it is like okay ar-15 30 round mag 15 bucks i get it um 
it's fine. Like if you, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. It's just, I would, there needs to be like more mental health steps. Cause there's, you're never going to be able to take away like people buying certain magazines, certain type of ammunition, certain type of guns. I don't see, ever see that happening. We already, we already have regulations on like, um, the, the hundred round magazines and different things like that. Like, um, yeah. cause I know, I know people personally that have plenty of land. They have the type of licenses you need to buy these certain kinds of guns and these certain mm certain kind of ammo and they enjoy shooting the guns. Yeah, no, I grew up up with that. I used to hunt all the time and stuff like that. But again, it's, it's something that can be talked about for so long and probably you'll never get anywhere. So I just hope there's something that can be done with these mass shootings because it is a scary thing. It's a very real thing. Hopefully, hopefully everybody listening and just in general, stay safe. But do you have anything else for us, Kimberly? Nope, that's all I got. So on to you for world news. All right. So Israel is holding its fourth election in two new, two years, mostly for the prime minister. It's kind of like the president, but for, for their country over there, it's a prime minister. So Israel is holding their fourth election in two years for the prime minister uh, with nearly 6.6 million citizens eligible to vote. The March 23rd vote in Israel is their fourth parliamentary election in two years. Uh, The National Unity Government, formed in May 2020 by Benjamin Netanyahu and his rival turned ally turned rival, Benny Gantz, collapsed in December after seven months bitter infighting. Uh, The two had struck a power sharing agreement that would have sent Gantz take over as a prime minister in November 2021, but parliament uh, automatically dissolved that after the government failed to pass a budget by a legal mandate deadline. So pretty much... They tried to, you know, they couldn't agree on a budget and stuff like that. So the government shut down. And uh, Netanyahu, who has been prime minister since 2009, seeks victory and promises to form a full on right wing government supported by his traditional ultra orthodox allies and hardline nationalists. The long serving leader has campaigned aggressively as Israel's vaccinator in chief, claiming sole credit for the country's successful efforts to vaccinate the, ma- the vast majority of adult population against against the coronavirus. And uh, his opposition, pretty much, uh, he stands against a loose coalition of opposition parties and former lieutenants who seek to oust him. Uh, Yair Lapid, leader of the opposition in the Knesset, I probably say in that word, but it's K-N-E-S-S-E-T, is projected to head to the largest of those parties and has cast himself in the final week of the election campaign as Netanyahu's main challenger. But the potential coalition partner in the anti-Netanyahu camp come from the hawkish and dovish sides of the political spectrum and only shared disdain for the prime minister, uniting them in the government may prove impossible. So they basically both sides in uh, Israel, they, they haven't been able to align with their political ideologies for the past four years or two years. So they're holding another election, which will be their fourth. So um, I thought that was really interesting. And, you know, Israel is like one of our main um, allies. So, Hopefully they can get things figured out. Um, I know parliament is a lot more different than like a democracy. So um, yeah, it's really interesting to see that they can just, if something doesn't work out, they can just have another reelection, but um, hopefully they can get that figured out. Uh, but that's all I had for world news. And that comes um, from the Associated Press. All righty. So I guess we're on to music and TV shows. My music mm-hmm. this week is The Band of Heathens. If you haven't heard them, they're fantastic. And their song Hurricane is what I've had on repeat. Mm-hmm. Um, as for a TV show, <laughs> everybody's going to laugh, but I could not. It's like watching a train wreck. It is pig 
royalty on discovery pig as in p i g and funny enough if you liked notorious b i g they have a notorious p i g <laughs> yeah um, the our my favorite character is the or kid on is the kid on there his name is they call him nugget mm-hmm. he's adorable everybody else is nuts they're all it's it's hysterical mm. Uh, for me, I've been, I've found a new song. Well, it's actually not new at all. It's, uh, I actually saw it at the Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, it's like save your tears from the, by the weekend. I've just been obsessed with it lately. I don't know why I'm sure you probably heard it on the radio, everybody listening. And, um, I've been watching a lot of March madness lately. Uh, I'm not a huge college basketball fan. I'm a huge football fan and there's none of that on right now. So basketball is really keep me interested i'm trying to get more into like that side of sports and march madness basically it's a uh 32 uh team bracket where pretty much random colleges throughout the country uh go against each other like they haven't played each other at all throughout the season so it's really exciting to see them play against different teams that you never really see Mm -hmm. uh sadly my team uh got upset my my Ohio state buckeyes got one of the worst upset Uh, so basically in their and their seed, they were number two seed, and there's 15. So we lost to the second worst team in the bracket, and we were the second best team. Mm-hmm. So it was one of the biggest upsets in history, pretty much. So that was, wow. that was hard to see. Yeah, I think it was like the seventh worst upset ever, and it's been around wow. since like the 80s. So, but no, that's what it's all about. March Madness, pretty much, it's madness. If your team gets upset, it's a really exciting thing to watch if you enjoy sports. So, um, keep it up and uh, that's pretty much all I've been watching what I've been listening to and that's it for me alrighty well I guess we will talk to everybody in two weeks yep I'll see you guys then alright bye bye bye